This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people, live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. set your free happy hump day i'm leslie marshall welcome welcome back only true democracy in talk radio of four and by you the people live on the radio nationwide streaming live throughout the world on the world wide web check it out leslie forward slash stream we stream live when we broadcast live monday through friday 3 to 6 p.m eastern mark levine mark grimaldi and other great folks like cliff Schechter and others do my first hour, I, the second and the third, and third hour is wide open telephones, and that would be now. In this hour, just you, just me, your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns. Pick up the phone and join me in this hour. It's a talk show after all. Give me a buzz. Talk to me, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. That's the number to call. To tweet, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. On Facebook, FB me, like our fa- Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash the Leslie Marshall Show, or send an email. Go to our website, lesliemarshallshow.com. Click on contacts and the email. It will make its way to me, and I will share it. Some people would say, as I just mentioned last hour with our guest John Amato from crooksandliars.com, that there's a civil war in the GOP. And some people are calling it Donald Trump's GOP civil war. There has been for years a simmering and a fragmentation in the Republican Party, right? I mean, there are some people that wanted to shut the government down, nearly bring our nation to default. Well, all of that has escalated now in the past 24 hours into an outright civil war. The conflict not only threatens the Republican Party's ability to make any realistic attempt at reclaiming the White House next month, and of course there's no sure thing, but we're getting to be as sure as it is sure that Hillary will be our next president. I I, I get tingly chills, goosebumps on my goosebumps when I say that. But it also previews the conflicts and divides that could consume the GOP for years to come if Trump loses. So let's break it down, okay? On one side, <coughs> excuse me, on one side you have Trump. He spent much of yesterday lashing out on social media at people he ve- views as his foes in the GOP, people that don't support him. Speaker Paul Ryan, Senator John McCain, and he lamented the lack of party unity. 
Now, he is backed by conservative lawmakers like Iowa Representative Steve King. There are throngs of loyal supporters who attend his rallies. He had one yesterday in Panama City, Florida, where he renewed his call for a government investigation into his opponent, Hillary Clinton. Some have even raised the potential of denying Ryan the speakership after the election, including Donald Trump. So that's one side of people that call themselves Republicans that have an elephant GOP. On the other side is Ryan, devoting the full resources of his stature to maintaining a congressional majority. That dominance of Capitol Hill, well, it is very much threatened, and even more, if you will, suddenly. Not just in the Senate, folks. There are many competitive races, but also looking at the House, the GOP majority was considered untouchable until recently. Now, the infighting really came to a head on Friday, and and, and this infighting escalated after the release of that 2005 videotape depicting Donald Trump describing women in vulgar and sexually aggressive terms. That, in 27 days, is not likely to ease before Election Day. Yesterday, Donald Trump made it clear that if he loses in November, he won't go down quietly or alone. Most of us know and fear that who don't want him there. Now, he began the day with a series of shots. He took over Twitter. Yesterday, he shot at Ryan. He said it's hard to do well when the speaker isn't supportive. He followed up about an hour later, calling Ryan a weak and ineffective leader. Two hours after that, he posed his most explosive tweet of the day. Quote, shackles have been taken off me. Quote, it is so nice that the shackles have been taken off me and I can now fight for the America the way I want to pretty much alluding to the fact that he was pretending to be a Republican and do it their way all along, which we all knew because Donald Trump is pretending to be a presidential candidate. Trump's turn on his own party, some might say, is counterproductive. I mean, it hardly allows him to improve his chances of beating Hillary Clinton, heck, even catching Hillary Clinton. But it does allow him the satisfaction of vengeance. Vengeance against party leaders that he believe have never treated him fairly since a stunning outsider campaign that captured the nomination earlier this year. And by blaming those Republican leaders for their failure to wholeheartedly endorse his campaign, well, Donald Trump opens the possibility of a face-saving excuse if he crashes to defeat in November. We already know he's going to say it's fixed. You know, if he loses and it's rigged and the Republicans weren't behind him and have excuses because he is the type of sore loser that we know can't accept responsibility. But the cost to the Republican Party of Trump's burn it down around him strategy is already high and it could become more extreme and potentially leave the GOP badly damaged, not just once Donald Trump has left the political scene, because we know he's not going to leave our lives, unfortunately, uh, but badly damaged long after November 8th. To begin with, okay, the estrangement between Donald Trump and the party leaders, well, it's blowing open a gaping split between the party's grassroots and the establishment leaders that the Republican National Committee Chairman Reince Priebus and others worked so hard to try and bridge and bring together over the summer. It's a divide that's going to be hard to overcome if Trump loses that election. Forging unity, it's going to be impossible if hordes of Trump supporters blame the party leaders in the GOP for Trump's defeat. I mean, he's the one who electrified the grassroots supporters in a way that no other Republican has managed to in decades. we got to give him that, as scary as it is. Now, Congressman King, who was a Republican from Iowa, 
warned yesterday that a purge of party elites might be necessary. He said, quote, the establishment wing of the party could simply be amputated out in this effort that's going on right now. This is what he said on Laura Ingram's radio show, quote, they've gone so far out on this limb. Now, the meltdown in the GOP is the culmination of forces that have been building for years. This didn't happen overnight. Trump just helped. Intense antipathy toward congressional leaders over their failure to more forcefully oppose President Barack Obama. Hell, how do you more forcefully oppose this guy? Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said it was his mission to just block anything this president did. And by the way, That gave rise to the Tea Party. The who? Yeah, Tea Party. Remember them? It sent waves of anti-establishment lawmakers to Washington in successive elections. And I would venture to say some of those Tea Party folks, maybe many of them, are pro-Trump. Trump's adoption of a factually challenged style of campaigning would have been impossible without the power of conservative media that's been building for decades. It's now fused with the GOP presidential ticket through the role of Stephen Bannon, who's the head of Breitbart News and serves as the CEO of the Trump campaign. It's funny. If John Podesta talks to somebody in the media, oh, my God, we want an investigation. Lock her up. But Stephen Bannon's the head of Breitbart News and is CEO of the Trump campaign. There's nothing about being in bed there. Trump's turn against his own party could also reverberate in down ballot races, which is certainly a concern among Paul Ryan and others in his party. Republicans have long known that their hold in the Senate was tenuous. Whoever ran at the top of their ticket, not even whether Trump or somebody else, but Trump's slumping poll numbers, well, they threatened to drag down the incumbents, many of which are vulnerable. So, at the very least, a Trump implosion that cuts deeply into Ryan's majority could complicate the Speaker's already tough task of corralling his volatile majority coalition. And if anti-Trump landslide sweeps away House GOP members in more moderate districts, well, it could hand more relative power to the ultra-conservative Freedom Caucus and give him the same kind of fits that it imposed on John Boehner, his predecessor. The dilemma, very difficult for Republican senators running for re-election. Some reject Trump because of revulsion at his remarks among more moderate voters, but at the same time, they risk alienating Trump supporters in states where he, the former reality star, racked up high margins in that primary. New Hampshire Senator Kelly Ayotte fits into this category. Her desperate effort to walk the line between condemning and embracing Trump during the election, well, that's become a symbol of wider GMP conundrums. She said she could not vote for Trump. After the video emerged on Friday, finally, another star of the GOP, though, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, he said he's not ready yesterday to back away from Trump. Rubio looked certain to need Trump voters to maintain his very narrow, by the way, lead in the re-election race. At the same time, if more explosive videos emerge about Trump, and allegedly they're out there, please dump them, folks, Rubio, who has presidential ambitions in the future, risks being tarnished by association with that Republican nominee. And another lawmaker in a tough re-election race who's hedging his bets is North Carolina GOP Senator Richard Burr. He said that while Trump's comments were indefensible, He still plans to support him. Now, for Hillary, the turmoil consuming the GOP would seem to provide a substantial boost to her White House bid. NBC News Wall Street Journal poll released yesterday found her enjoying a nine-point lead in a four-way race, 11 points in two-way race, by the way. Her aides caution against excessive optimism, and I agree with them. There's concern inside the campaign that an increasingly negative race could actually become darker in the days ahead because it could turn voters off and make them less likely to show up at the polls at all. So a few things. One, quickly. Uh, Can we can we do this quickly and then go to break, guys? Um, 
I, I want you to hear from the president. The president slammed the GOP with regard to Donald Trump, and he pretty much just outlined that, hey, you can't have it both ways. Here's President Barack Obama. Then we're going to take a break. Then we'll come back. I'll give you angles, and then we'll go to your calls. President Obama. If somebody does something terrible or shows themselves to be unqualified for an office, I, you know, I, I can forgive them, I suppose, if they're sincere about about it, but I don't want them necessarily leading the country, right? So you can't have it both ways here. You can't repeatedly denounce what is said by someone and then say, but I'm still going to endorse them to be the most powerful person on the planet and to put them in charge. And so, so I just want to make that point because there are still a number of Republican elected officials, some of whom I know and I'm sure are embarrassed and say, wow, that was a really terrible thing he said, but they can't bring themselves to say, I, I can't endorse this guy. And by the way, why did it take so long for, for some of them to finally do walk away? I mean, we saw this coming. I, he's been saying really bad stuff for a while now. What, what did you think? He was, gonna, he, he was just going to transform himself. I mean, I, I'm 55, and it, it's hard for me to change. I know at 70, it's going to be harder. Okay, we're going to take a break, but let me ask you a couple of questions to get your take here at 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. What will the GOP look like after November 8th and the election is over if Trump loses? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Will it continue to be divided between those who supported Trump and those who retracted their endorsements? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, yesterday, Trump spent a lot of time lashing out on social media at the GOP and his foes in the GOP. What will the unshackled Donald Trump look like leading up to November 8886-LESLIE? And do you think he was unshackled the last 18 months? Or do you think, hang on, we haven't seen nothing yet? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, loyal supporters of Trump in Congress, they're threatening to pull their support from Paul Ryan if he doesn't fall in line behind the GOP nominee, Donald Trump, before the election. If you were Paul Ryan, be honest, what would you do? Trump called Ryan a weak and ineffective leader. Is he? Or is he strong? Because he's not bending over. 888 6 Leslie, 888-653-7543. What does Trump want? 888-6-LESLIE. Does he want the support of the GOP? Or not to have the support of the GOP? What day is it? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. He calls the party leaders weak and then says it's hard to... To to uh, he says it's hard to win because Ryan and others won't give him support. You can't have both ways, right? Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Was the Washington Post video where Trump described how his celebrity status allows him to commit sexual assault against women with impunity the final nail in the coffin for his campaign? In your opinion, maybe it was the final nail in the coffin for you as a Trump supporter. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. There are 26 days left until the election. Can Donald Trump turn this around? 888-6-LESLIE. And will the turn that Trump has taken on the GOP improve his chances of catching up to Hillary? She currently leads by six points. Or 
Will it just be him and his unwavering supporters from here until November 8th? In other words, Trump turning on the GOP. Help him or hurt him? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Quick break. Back to you right after this. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Get her where you want, when you want. The Leslie Marshall Podcast. Go to LeslieMarshallShow.com forward slash members. Pick up the phone and join me. What will happen to the Republican Party? What will happen to Donald Trump? And can Donald Trump turn it around in 26 days? Or was Friday the final nail in the coffin? Pick up the phone and join me. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Let's go to line three. Cliff is in Virginia listening on TuneIn. Hi, Cliff. Good afternoon. What's your take on this? Hey, Leslie. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining uh, me. My take on it is that I think that the, the, the Access Hollywood footage... I think that was the death nail, the death blow to his campaign. But his campaign was already on life support. Um, I just felt like he's ran a horrible general election campaign. Uh, he's done absolutely nothing to expand beyond his uh, basket of deplorable base um, to win the White House. I think for Trump, in the long run, it was never about winning. It was about him um, getting all the media attention and hogging the air, uh, which he did um, very, very well with the assistance of the mainstream media. Uh, I think in relation to the Republican Party, uh, I think that the rise of the Breitbart wing of the Republican Party is going to be the dominant force in that party. I think that their base is so angry because they've been cultivated for over 40 years through conservative media, right-wing talk radio, Fox News, Breitbart.com, and other right-wing websites. Um, They just are in a fevered pitch for an America that's never coming back. Um, The America that they want, is gone. It's America is multicultural. Uh, America is diverse. Uh, America, you have to be receptive to different communities, people of different sexual orientation, and the Republican Party is intolerant to that. So it's almost like the um, irresistible force to the immovable object, and the Republicans' worldview is immovable. And so any candidate that remotely tries to broach working with a diverse group of people, they're going to be resistant towards. I mean, do, you, do, do you think, let me Clint, let me ask you something, do you think that, in a sense, this is inevitable, because overall, we, you know, we have a lot more younger people coming up who, who have grown up and are growing up in a very different America, have a different view of this country, and that overall Americans seem to be shifting to the left liberal on social issues, even if they remain conservative on economic and fiscal issues. Hang on, I'm going to take your answer on the other side of this break. If you're holding, hang with us. If you want to join us, a line might be available. Give us a buzz. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. That's the number to call. I'm Leslie Marshall. Quick break. Back to you right after this. Want a free podcast of Leslie? It's as easy as going to www.lesliemarshallshow.com.
I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Let's get back to the calls. We're talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about the civil war between the GOP and what happens after November 8th. Chris in New Mexico, give us a, a call back, sweetie. Uh, we were going to go to you next. We're talking with Cliff in Virginia right now on line three. Cliff, uh, thank you uh, for uh, joining us. And, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, get your take. I asked you a question before the break. What do you think? As far as, as, far as younger people... Yeah, uh, as far as the country, like, becoming, the map becoming more blue just because most issues are social issues, and the country seems to be moving to the left on those issues overall, especially with the youth um, exceeding uh, the number of uh, baby boomers now. Yeah, I, I definitely think the country is moving in a more progressive fashion. I, and I think when you look at population density um, being in urban areas versus rural areas, that's where industry is, that's where innovation is taking place. So folks who live in these uh, metro, metropolitan urban areas or suburban areas, they, they have to interact with people of different backgrounds, different nationalities, different sexual orientation. So they get to see these people in real life versus uh, a stereotype of these folks, which can be easily cultivated towards hatred. So I think because of, I mean, population um, density in urban areas and, and trends as far as people moving is a more progressive chain of, tr- chain of thought. I think that's going to have a significant impact on our politics. I mean, we've already seen that. Um, I mean, the past two presidential elections, uh, with President Obama being elected and reelected. And the interesting thing from my business point is that Hillary Clinton, not only will she have a consolidated Obama coalition um, at her disposal on Election Day, I think she's expanded her, her political base by bringing in moderate Republicans, particular uh, college-educated white women, um, who will see, you know, the historical nature of her campaign and to, quite honestly, oppose Trump's um, sexism and bigotry, which I don't think they are really uh, feeling at this time. All right. Thank you very much for your call and your contribution. Very well said, Cliff. Appreciate it. Let's also in Virginia, online two, uh, go to Joseph next. Uh, Joseph, my understanding is you're an independent, and who are you supporting, and what do you think will happen uh, after November 8th? Well, first of all, thanks, thanks for having me on. I am an independent. Uh, I was a former Republican, and I'm supporting uh, Donald Trump in this election um, for one primary reason, and that is I believe that Washington and the and the uh, D.C. insiders have just uh, perpetuated a corrupt system, and it's become untenable to keep electing the same politicians making the same promises and and no real substantial change in the way that governs to help the average guy. Okay, so you like the fact that he's not a politician, he's an outsider. Let me let me ask you something. Because you're an independent, you're not a Republican, and you weren't a Republican before, what do you think of the fact, don't you think Donald Trump should have run as an independent? I mean, he's not a Republican either, and a lot of the Republicans don't back him, especially in light of that tape that was released on Friday. Well, the uh, Republicans allowed uh, Donald Trump to run as an independent, just as the Democrats allowed Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie Sanders brought the same perspective that uh, Donald Trump is, uh, that he's going to be the outsider trying to change some of the corrupt system. I think uh, he identified many of the problems. Donald Trump is now the only real choice left to to try to break up this corruption. And and it's it's the media, it's the lobbyists, it's the elected politicians. And I'll give you an example. I, I spoke to a uh, sitting uh, incumbent congressman in Virginia about a month ago. And uh, this congressman uh, stated that 
he probably thought there were only 50 elected officials in the uh, United States Congress that weren't somehow uh, corrupt and tainted by the lobbyists and the money that flows from the politics and from the power that flows with that money. And Donald Trump may not be the right guy today to do that, but somebody has to come in and break that up, and Hillary Clinton is not that person. Uh, if anything, she is more of the insider, more of the corrupt um, and it's the same thing on the GOP in regards to the question of Paul Ryan versus uh, Donald Trump. Paul Ryan is certainly smooth and likable and the type of politician you want to support. But then when you look at his policies, they're not fiscally sound, uh, at least not as fiscally sound as I like to see. And as far as the social side goes, um, I'm as libertarian as you can get there. I mean, leave people's personal lives to them. Don't have the government in, intervene. Don't try to regulate how people live their lives, but let's be uh, fiscally responsible with the taxpayers' money. What, what, what about when you look at the map, and what about when you look at the demographics of young people coming up who are definitely more, and, and they've topped numerically in population, the baby boomers, what about that group, that segment of the population, millennials, if you will, uh, that definitely look at social issues from a more liberal uh, perspective? Well, I've, I've worked with a number of young people and, and actually have uh, helped two of those that, uh, to register. This is going to be the first election they're going to vote in. And uh, it seems to me that, that their views are, are somewhat similar to mine. They would like freedom of, of their lifestyle, but they don't want the government uh, uh, to spend their future away, their, their ability to... Uh, earn money and, and to have good opportunities in the job sector, when the monies are, are being taxed so heavily and, and businesses are forced to, to spend more and more money uh, to pay taxes, it, it, it impedes their ability to, to improve their jobs and, and their standard of living. Um, but socially, uh, most of the young people I know are lean Democratic uh, Far more than Republican. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Well, I appreciate you calling in. I uh, hope you see the light and don't vote for Trump, but I do appreciate you calling and being uh, uh, respectful and say people of differing ideas can uh, get along. Joseph, thank, thank you. Thank you, Leslie, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Paul in New Mexico le- le- next on line one, listening on KABQ Radio. Paul, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Um, I just wanted to point out two things that Trump has going for him, and it's why Ryan and Mitch McConnell will not unendorse him. Um, but before I say those two points... Well, wait, 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 a, wait. Um, Paul Ryan, in a sense, did unendorse him by saying he will not campaign with him and does not support him. No, but that's not that's not pulling his endorsement. Okay, okay. It, it, but do you, think it, do you think it's semantics? I think he's pretty much said everything and indicated, and his actions show no. that he has. No, because he, he doesn't want to lose any votes for any Republican, and that's why he's hedging his bet and not clearly coming out. And Mitch McConnell, I mean, for crying out loud, the guy has three daughters and a wife. Yeah. You know, how he can't just come out swinging saying, this is unacceptable, I unendorse, you know. They're not doing it, and they're not doing it because there's two powerful things going for Donald Trump that they can't afford to um, to miss out on. And the primary thing that Trump's got going for him um, is that he's a racist, you know, and I think that's why he got the nomination. His early appeal was his his willingness to go after uh, Mexicans, uh, Muslims, anyone of color, and um, and that's a vital thing for the Republicans is all that hate. 
that he's got gone. Very good points. Very good points. You know, what, do you, what, what do you think happens? Thing, what do you think happens after November if Donald Trump doesn't win the election? What happens to the GOP? Well, I think it's. I think it's. Um, well, if I can just say my second point. Now, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's I, right. You did say it too. Go ahead. Sorry. So the second thing that uh, Trump's got going for him, and it was a masterful pick, was Mike Pence. That pick got all the Christian zealot, you know, women haters on his side. As long as he had Pence on the ticket, that was another huge nod to a big wing of the Republicans. And that, again, is why Ryan and McConnell can't, you know, uh, attack Trump uh, totally is because they don't want to abandon those votes either. I mean, it's such craven politics is what's going on. And to answer your question, I think the GOP is going to split up into, I mean, it is in two factions right now. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. And the real important thing is that Hillary wins by the slide. Um, say, that's say, that again, say that again, you kind of cut out a little. Oh, it's important that Hillary wins by an enormous landslide. Um, that's critical. And, and what yeah, so that she had, well, and to explain why it's critical, I mean, not only she has a mandate, and then, of course, I just like the fact that a woman kicks Trump's ass. I like that. Exactly. Big time. And, and I'm speaking from being, I was 100% behind Bernie Sanders in the, um, you know, nomination process. And now I'm 110% behind Hillary. And it's, it's critical for all of us to get behind her and, and, and come out soundly against Trump because, well, you know why. I just, it's important. It's important. And it's important to communicate that to the rest of the world, that we're not as nuts as I fear we might be. Okay, thank you. Very, uh, very, very good comments. We have such good uh, audience members. Enjoy talking to all of you. Um, let's go to Chris uh, in New Mexico, also listening on KABQ. He is on line three. Chris, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. How hey, are you? Good, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, um, I'm the director of uh, public education ethics uh, in New Mexico, and um, I used to be a uh, Republican back in the day, and um, I'm pretty much a uh, independent or maybe non-associated uh, um, member of any any uh, party. Um, I, I, I don't. Um, the reason I don't like Trump is I think he's he's has hubris. He's very very uh, conceited. I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there. I think you have your radio on, and that kind of confuses you because we have a delay. So you're hearing me after you're hearing me, and then you're hearing me again. Um, okay. Any any other reason uh, that you wouldn't vote for him? And then who do you put your support behind? Well, I I, I would never vote for Trump. Um, he's um, he just uh, he has a lot of hubris and, and conceitedness in him, and um, he's he's not to be trusted. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to say? Well, you can ask me any questions. I, I well, what do you, what do you, um, so who would, who would you say, if you're comfortable saying that you're going to vote for on November 8th? Um, I, I wouldn't vote for either party. You wouldn't vote for either party. So you would vote for either no. Gary Johnson or Jill Stein? 
Gary Johnson, maybe. Are you comfortable with the fact that Gary Johnson not only could he could not name one foreign leader that he looked up to, but he did not know what Aleppo was or where Aleppo was? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, He and I uh, were actually friends back in the day, and we uh, did kayak uh, rolling at the Chavez Center in Santa Fe, and um, I like him a lot. Well, let me ask you something. Even though you like somebody, you know he has zero chance to win, and you know that a vote for him helps Trump, who you've just said you could never vote for. In a sense, if you vote for Gary Johnson, you kind of are voting for Trump. That might be true. Yes, ma'am. I hope you reconsider that before November 8th. Yeah. If you don't want Trump as president, you know what I mean? If you don't want Trump as president. I don't like, actually, uh, when I was in the FBI, uh, um, uh, Hillary Clinton signed two of my FISA court warrants, and um, she was was wonderful in my my mind. But, um, you know, it is what it is, and... um, well, it is what it is. It's a, it is what it is, and we can change it someday. But it took yeah. 47 years for us to change to the current system we have uh, from the system that we had, I mean, to change some things. Uh, but to change yeah. the two-party system in Electoral College, we're probably going to be yeah. dead by the time that happens. So between now and then, you can work for change. But voting for Gary Johnson on November 8th is not going to make an independent president, not going to make a third-party candidate a viable pick, not going to change the dynamic of our elections. And our election is between two people in two different parties, and the Electoral College determines that. So I hope you think hard about that because, really, you're either voting for Donald Trump or for Hillary Clinton. And and obviously the numbers show anybody voting for Jill Stein or Gary Johnson are voting for Donald Trump. So think about that. In 16 years. Um, well, get out there. You, every vote every vote counts. I just hope you make your vote count for the right person. So who, who do you want me to vote for, ma'am? Well, no, you vote for who you want. I'm simply saying that if you vote, if you do not want Donald Trump to win, that your vote will help if you vote for Johnson or Stein, Trump, more than it will have you, um Have you Googled his, his, uh, his apartment full of gold? He's, he's a very strange man. Who? And... Uh, my main thing right now is... Wait, who's a very sure strange we, man? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> who, wait, who's, who, wait, 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 who's a very strange man? Donald Trump or Gary Johnson? Donald Trump. Oh, absolutely. I'm not voting for him. I'm pro Hill. I've been waiting for Hillary to be my president since 2008. Yeah. She, she's a good woman. She, she, she supports children. And well, okay, so let me let me ask you. I'm not trying to, to I'm not trying to uh, harass oh, yeah. you here, but you, no. you're saying so many complimentary things about her. What? Why? What is it about her that doesn't get your vote at this moment, and Gary Johnson does? I'm just curious. Um, because Gary Johnson is a friend, and um, oh, it's personal. I, I live here in New Mexico, and he, he's he's a buddy, so. I see. I guess you okay. For your friends. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get that. If I were if I were running and had no chance in hell of winning, I would hope my friends vote for me. I get that. Hey, listen. Call me again. You did a good a good job today. I hope you'll give me a call again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I, I enjoyed the time. Talking see, Chris, it doesn't hurt. See, after the first time, it's easy. So call me back another time. Take care. Thank you, Bye-bye. Chris. Chris in New Mexico leaves us. We have a line available there. 888-6-LESLIE. Everybody holding, coming back to you right after this. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall, when the truth matters. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE.
If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at LeslieMarshallShow.com. We are back. Let's get back to the calls. And we go to Jake in Eureka, California, Line 2, listening on KGOE Radio. Hey, Jake, quickly. Hi, Leslie. What are the chances of the bombshell tapes being released by The Apprentice? I will show apparently Donald Trump saying things that are even worse than the Access Hollywood tapes. Uh, what are the chances that The Apprentice tapes will come out before the election? I'm betting on it. I, I, I mean, if I ha- if you said, hey, let, let, let's make a bet, I, I would bet it's going to happen. I would bet they're going to dump it. Oh, I bet somebody does. Well, apparently uh, with the contract there with the producers, they say they can't release it um, because they have to pay a $5 million fine. Well, you uh, know what? There are started, different uh, schools of thought. Lisa Bloom is Gloria Allred's daughter, and she's a very strong and good attorney here in Los Angeles. I saw some stuff she posted from a legal perspective, and I think actually that – it was because the tapes are purchased by another company, but because of that, there's one of like those legal loopholes. I'm not an attorney, so I can't speak to that specifically, but I, I had seen that. That does seem to be what they're trying to, I think, get around to do the dump. Oh, apparently somebody started a GoFund. Uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Remember, though, GoFundMe. if somebody leaks it who's anonymous and somebody like Newsweek dumps it or Washington Post or New York Times, they have a First Amendment constitutional right to – hide their source and not reveal it. And that, I think, would be one way around it. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, Trump tried, it was said he wanted to sue the New York Times for the story about uh, the 1995 tax return, uh, but he can't do that because obviously we have a First Amendment regardless of what Donald Trump thinks. Uh, yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Good talking to you, buddy. Give me a call again. Uh, let's go to Kate in Portland, Oregon, listening on iHeartRadio, line one. Hi, Kate. Good afternoon. Quick. Leslie. Hey, quick. I'm almost out of time. Sorry, Kate. Okay. Um, I think that uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about instant runoff voting. In the elections where the two uh, leading candidates have such high negatives, the guy in New Mexico who wanted to vote for Johnson because he was his friend could vote and not have to worry about helping Donald if there was instant runoff voting. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Certain states, like where I live in California, are a lot of people that they're like, it doesn't matter if I vote. Hillary's got California. <laughs> you know. Um, so, uh, okay. Very, uh, very interesting. Kate, give me a buzz back because I think we are. Uh, are we out of time, guys? Uh, what do we have time wise? Oh, we do. Uh, Kate, thank you. Give me a call back. Um, let's go to uh, Joe in Arizona, line three. Quickly, Joe, you have the last 40 seconds listening on KPHX. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? It's so great to talk to you. You too. Um, you're like my afternoon version of Stephanie Miller. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Anyway, uh, I'm just curious. Why does the media have to follow him, follow Trump, whenever he burps? I mean, you know, I, I don't watch TV a lot, but I do watch uh, CBSN, and I'm, I'm so tired of hearing him talk. It's just Well, I jokingly, I jokingly said at Fox today in the makeup chair before I went on TV, I jokingly asked if I could file workman's comp. Because it was physically, <laughs> it was physically hurting my ears to hear him. The reason the media covers him is 
it's good for ratings, and they are a business. The TV networks, the radio networks, uh, the papers, the blogs. Heck, I'm even talking about them. It rings the phones. I appreciate your call. I'm sorry I had to cut you short, but we're out of time. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy hump day, everybody. Have a great afternoon and evening. Thank you to Steve Trippi, who filled in for Marky Mark Romaldi today. Thank you to Andrew Tomedy. And all of you listening, have a great afternoon or evening. We'll be back tomorrow. Catch me on Varney and Company tomorrow rather than Friday on Fox Business Channel at 1130 a.m. Eastern, and then right back here, same bat time, same bat channel. Have a good one. Change is strong, and you can experience it at Gold's Gym. For a limited time only, join the most supportive and dedicated community in fitness for just $1. Get access to the latest cardio and strength equipment, the best group exercise classes, and expert personal trainers dedicated to your success. A stronger you is waiting at Gold's Gym today. Tap the banner now for a free pass. Offer ends February 29th. Valid with select new memberships at participating locations only. Commitment required. Annual fee and other restrictions may apply.